T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Uh, everyone's in a singular fashion are absolute must-wins. There, there's no, you really don't want to give up any more uh, ground right now. So yes, these these are uh, one day at a time. Uh, this they're almost like all seventh games we're playing right now. David Schuster high-fiving himself. <laughs> I hadn't heard that before. Is that recent Stifler? It's about from like two weeks ago. All right. Well, joining us now on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline, Alpamonte Ford, 500 new and used vehicles to choose from, is David Schuster high-fiving himself. <laughs> so explain, Lucy, where did that Pat Hughes line come from? What was that? Oh, about? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, he, he brings up my name periodically on the broadcast. Uh, he's always tempting me to jump on the field before the game is over and get arrested. I'm not really sure why. Um, so I don't know what the reference there was, but I was high-fiving myself because you played the soundbite from Joe Madden, and that was my question to him before the game today. I mean, every game going forward seems to be a must-win situation. I think the Cubs, honestly, if they don't have to run the table, they're going to have to go 7-1, and one, to be honest with you, and that's only for a wild-card spot. I think the division is gone, and uh, even a wild-card spot at this point even if they go 7-1, and one, it might not be realistic at this point because, let's face it, Washington and Milwaukee, they're in front of the Cubs for that wild card spot, and both those teams have rather easy schedules the way I look at it, so might not be enough. What did it feel like in that clubhouse, David, yesterday after the game, just the tone in and of itself and from Anthony Rizzo when he said, division? Like, you can yeah. tell that they know that div- the division is toast. Playoffs. And now to be two games <laughs> out at this point of even the wild card spot, what was, the, what was the vibe like in the room? Well, yesterday after the game, it was almost like morose, to be perfectly honest. And you heard the tape from, from Rizzo, and you had to really turn up the volume on your recorder to make sure that you got any of the sound because he was talking pretty much in hushed tones. It was almost like a, a realism on his part that, you know, this is not good, which it isn't. Uh, today before the game, uh, there weren't all that many players in the clubhouse. What there was, it seemed to be some, you know, I don't know. These are the secondary players, if I can say that. And, and their spirits seemed to be okay. Joe, on the other hand, um, I don't know, he was rather quiet today. You know, usually he's v- bouncing all over the place and making jokes. Didn't seem to be too many on his mind today. I don't know if he was home doing a binging last night on Seinfeld or something, but he was rather quiet today. So I think reality is setting in that uh, it's it's an uphill climb, Mount Everest at this point. Talking with David Schuster, he's at Wrigley, Cubs and Cardinals, Game 3. The Cubs are going to try to, I don't know, they're going to try to win an inning first. The lineup, Rizzo, Castellanos, Bryant, Schwarber, Zobrist, Caratini catching. We'll get back to that. Hayward, Horner, and Quintana. Quintana with a 7.65 ERA in his last five starts. Last five starts cover only 20 innings. All of this is bad. Contreras is not in the lineup because, David, why? 
Well, because Caratini and, and Quintana are, I don't know, kindred. I don't know, really. I mean, although Quintana lately has, hasn't what, even made the third inning in his last couple of starts, so who knows? Maybe when he goes out of the game, maybe um, maybe Caratini goes out and Contreras comes in for whoever comes out of the bullpen. I don't know, but that's the way it is today. Zobrist is in the lineup. Uh, you know, a, a while back... Uh, Joe was talking about Zobris only playing maybe two or three days in a row, and then he played four days in a row. So obviously, they know what they're up against at this point. And uh, again, it doesn't look good. It's really funny because four games ago, and uh, most of it is because of the Pirates pitching, and you saw what Milwaukee did to it last night as well, the Cubs had scored 55 runs over four games, most of that against Pittsburgh and then one game against Cincinnati. And now in these last four games, it's been a total of nine runs. And, you know, hitting into four double plays yesterday and leaving the bases loaded uh, a couple of times in yesterday's game and the pitchers walking nine uh, different players for the Cardinals. I mean, this is not what a championship team or a playoff team does. So, you know, unless they're really, really, really going to step it up over these last eight games, it does not look good. Yeah, you know, I think it's 62 outs that they have made on the base paths this year, Mm -hmm. which is the most in baseball. And um, they continue to do those kind of things. Um, Steve and I were trying to have kind of an ethereal abstract conversation an hour ago about, um, well, you, you say it, Steve, the heartbeat. Is yeah, that what you're looking for? Not, not not heartlessness, but just a heartbeat of the motivation. When you have the general manager talking about Nicholas Castellanos saying this is what hunger looks like, and the manager backing him up, and then you see what Nico Horner brings. And I we've discussed the fact that it seems to be an indictment of the guys with jewelry already in the ring. Why wouldn't they be the ones setting the tone? Why wouldn't there be a relentlessness about the Cubs attack the way they play baseball? You're up close and personal with it. You got any thoughts on that, David? Well, first of all, the two names that you made mention of Castellanos and Horner, I mean, those are that's new blood. And usually when new blood comes in Castellanos, we I think we talked about this last week. Castellanos came from a crappy uh, you know, situation in Detroit. That team stinks. And so all of a sudden he's in in the midst of a pennant race, so you can understand his energy and I'll tell you what, his energy is going to go up that much more once uh, the season ends and uh, his his agent realizes how much money he can make in the offseason. Horner, of course, coming off his couch, you know, sitting at home in Oakland, and now all of a sudden a chance to be thrown into a pennant race. So you can understand the energy, the upbeat on those two guys' part. Conversely, some of the names that you make mention or didn't mention of who have been here for a long time, not really showing that. But, you, you know, you got to also point out that Anthony Rizzo is gutting it out. You know, and, and, and showing leadership by getting out there in a normal situation. If the Cubs were not in any kind of pennant race here, I don't think he'd be playing. So, you know, some guys maybe are low-key. Uh, you know, I, I'm not really sure if you're looking for somebody to jump out of their skin at this point. But like I said, the first two names that we made mention of, that's new blood and that's normal, to be honest with you. Well, actually, Spiegel had brought up the idea of the face, the name, the, the role played by David Ross as um, a, a the, the target of jokes, the butt of jokes, the center of jokes, but also the sergeant at arms in a clubhouse that has not replaced that. You've been around that clubhouse a lot. What is your sense of that? Well, I mean, he, he more than the sergeant. 
of arms very shortly. He, he seems to be the choice among many people who think of Joe Madden has gone here within the next 10 days as his replacement. So we might find that uh, out very shortly right after the end of the season. As far as who takes his place in that role, it's actually a good question. Um, as I look around the names here on the score sheet and, and in the clubhouse, I don't know if anybody has ever assumed that role. And you're right. I mean, David Ross would be front and center even after tough losses. He would deflect a lot of the criticism towards others and be front and center you know, to, to tackle the media as opposed to some of the other players. And I don't know if that role has ever been replaced. And that's actually a good point on your part. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just that you know people thought of him as this giggly, fun-loving, bubbly guy, but he rode anybody who needed to be ridden, right? Got in their face, 100%. right? And they felt a sense of accountability and yet still a likability. And, that's, that's, yeah. and I don't know that, that, that those qualities... It's not like they're going to translate perfectly if he does become the manager, but I can see why they'd want him to be the manager. Well, you know, it's interesting that you make mention of that, Matt, because I was thinking to myself and talked with some of the other beat reporters here, you know, how is that going to work? Because he still has a lot of friends in that clubhouse. Sure. If all of a sudden you become become the manager, how are you going to deal with those friendships? But it was pointed out, and I've seen it myself, that he did get in other people's faces, including some of his best friends yep. on this roster. Yep. Now, again, it'll be a different role if he's manager as opposed to teammate, but he's already displayed the, you know, the the instincts and the capability of getting in people's faces. And let's face it, if you're a manager, I don't know how often you have to do it, but periodically that's exactly what you have to do, and I guess he's capable of doing it. Well, let's think of two things. Let's think of how he was uh, with his closest friend on the team, John Lester, where he would scream and yell at John Lester sometimes if he needed that, as well as coddle him when he needed that. Mm -hmm. And let's think about what Aaron Boone is for those Yankees. I mean, Aaron Boone is that young guy, former broadcaster, very recently a player, and he calls them savages, right? Like He has their back in a very active and aggressive way that they clearly enjoy. That you want to follow. Yes. Yeah. David Ross says that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, you know what, guys, I'm not saying for sure David Ross is going to be the next manager here, although, again, you know, his name is front and center, but if you take a look at some of the other managers you just mentioned, of Boone, and of course uh, up in Minnesota you have the same thing, console to a degree here uh, with Milwaukee, there are a lot of players who have, you know, converted from being players into young managers who are having success, and you know how it is in sports, monkey see, monkey do, you just follow the lead of somebody else, and, and if it's working somewhere else, it might just work here as well, so so David Ross, again, seems to be the leader in the clubhouse if or when um, Joe Madden is replaced. David, as, as you watch this team this year and, and certainly up close um, in the home games, the their wild swing, Spiegel was talking about how they've had as many 10-run wins as what one-run losses, have scored two or fewer runs, scored 10 or more. Same, such polar response kind of play that speaks to a, an inconsistency and the, are the certain guys just don't hit in the clutch certain guys certain teams certain ways certain games I don't know what you I don't know how you nail this down I don't know how you winnow it down to identify a problem and if if the Cubs haven't done it or figured it out to this point I don't know what they're going to do about trading bodies and moving and in, in as part of Theo's reckoning, do you have any thoughts on that? 
I do, actually. And, and first of all, talk about inconsistency. You've seen it just on this homestand alone. Like I mentioned, the first four games of this homestand, again, against lesser pitching, the first th- uh, three against Pittsburgh, and then the first game against Cincinnati, 55 runs, and they're, and they're just basically trouncing the, uh, the opposition. Now they've faced better pitching, obviously, in the last four games, and they've scored all of nine runs. So, yeah, the inconsistency is definitely there. As far as how they ultimately fix what they have to fix here, no matter when the season ends, I think it's a strong possibility that one of your core name players might be dealt here in the offseason to fix what you have to fix. I mean, the minor league system is not going to fix your uh, what needs to be fixed here overnight in the offseason. Um, the, the, the farm system just has not done a very good job here over the last bunch of years. So it's at least possible, maybe even likely, that one of your name players, and you know who I'm talking about, there's three or four possibilities, might be dealt in the offseason to replenish what this roster needs. You need more speed. There's no question about that. You need more athleticism. You need a leadoff hitter. You need your better bullpen. And you probably need a new starter or two. So there's a lot that needs to be fixed here in mine and other people's opinions, and the best way at least the quickest way of doing it is maybe one of your frontline players being dealt for some of those things that you need. All right, you put some feelers out on trading Contreras and Schwarber and get back to us, okay, David? <laughs> okay. All hey, right. those are just two of the names. Hey, David, I know you didn't see a movie. I saw a movie last night, though. What did you what did see? I, I rented it at, at, on the home screen uh, yesterday, the one where the Beatles songs okay. have all disappeared. Yeah. I, I, thought it was, yeah. I thought it was charmingly delightful. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I, actually, I thought long before even seeing it, because I remember seeing the trailers and reading about it long before it came out, and I was really intrigued by it, and I thought it lived up to uh, what I had hoped it would be. So, yeah, I really did enjoy it. And, of course, anything with Beatle music is definitely going to get my attention. So, right, yeah, I did like that movie. Beatles karaoke in a, in a theater. Yeah, but also it, it was directed by Danny Boyle, who knows what the hell he's doing, did Slumdog Millionaire, all the yeah. way back to Train Spotting and everything in between. And, um, it, and also just, it, it had like, it reminded me of Big, like it had that little sort of childlike magical innocence thing that I was down and of for. Course, and of course, at the heart of the movie, more than anything else, it's a love story, which That's actually, true. you know, uh, is portrayed pretty decently too. David loves love. David loves love and maybe. All right, David, thank you. See you guys. It's David Schuster. He's at Wrigley Field. Okay. All right. Well, is there <laughs> right now, just, David, go away. Go ahead. All right. All right. <laughs> David high-fiving himself. (laughs) David, go away. All right. Yeah, take it away. All right. Um, You know how we've seen famously the Cubs dress up their younger players, right? They Sort of a hazing or the road trip dress. Well, I wouldn't call it a hazing. They all dress up. They all dress up as as a bonding thing. Yes. Well, sometimes rookies still get it. You know, they still get the hazing thing. Mm. So... The Rangers were preparing to fly to San Francisco last week. And this was the last trip, I guess. And the rookies were dressed, had to dress in the theme. And it mm-hmm. was 101 Dalmatians. That was the theme. And Elvis Andrews says, we have a lot of puppies. Who doesn't like puppies? <laughs> well, well yeah. <laughs> That's well, kind of what you're yeah. going to Who was Cruella DeVille? I, I did not report on that. I was not. I did not see that. So... We'll take a break. We'll come back. We have stuff to discuss and Cubs woes and anything else that we didn't get to and Dakota Hudson and 
Dakota Hudson, 1.59 ERA in his last seven games. It oh. covers 45 in the third innings, oh. pitching against a lineup that can't hit. <sighs> okay, so make other plans this afternoon. <laughs> Rosenblum and Spiegel, Saturday suckage. We suck so you don't have to, but the Cubs keep beating us to it. Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Cubs setting up a congratulation line. Everyone high-fiving everyone else. David Schuster high-fiving himself. And David is going to grab one of the Cubs as they enter the dugout area. That's full context. Pat Hughes is treating David Schuster like we treat George Hoffman, right? <laughs> Except that unlike George, David, George fits neatly into the overhead compartment. <laughs> All right, so that's it. David Schuster high-fiving himself. Hey, man, sometimes you just got to give it to yourself. Nobody's around. All right, nice. Okay, the, um, the rest of the show, we'll take you up to Cubs pregame with Zach Zaidman before game three of the four-game series with the Cardinales, Los Cardinales. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have hit and run tomorrow. You may be – could it really be the start of the Shiva if they lose today? Could it really start the Shiva? I mean, when they fall six games behind the cards, if the Brewers win – look at the Brewers, like 13-2. and two, all, all that winning without Yelich? The Brewers, over their last 20 games – are 16 and 4. Is that good at a big moment? It's better than 19 and 20 that the Cubs have gone since they had a three and a half game lead on August 8th. Since August 9th, the Cardinals are 29 and 12. That's good. In their Just last, to clarify, their last 41 games, 29 and 12. There's one team that is not playing well other than the Cubs in that mix. Your Washington Nationals are 6-9 and nine over their last 15. And nobody has run them down, although the Brewers are coming hard. Brewers are coming after them hard. Yep. And could the Cubs end up passing the Nationals as the Nationals are slumping here? And um, remember that, how bad the Nationals were for like three months, and then they turned it on and it was like, oh, yeah, there they are. But they got some healthy guys back. And whatever's happening now, I, I don't know. I just – I'm – Hard time imagining that, looking at that rotation, just the three starters. Then I, I don't know. I, I just don't see that. What I'm throwing out to you is the possibility of a Cubs Brewers wild card game again. A Cubs Brewers wild card game. Well, that was that was a 163 that set yeah, up Cubs well, Rockies wild card. Yeah, right? it still feels. Oh my god. I know, okay. but I'm setting up. I'm allowing that possibility. For so you. the uh, Reds were in. They made their last visit. Marty Brenneman made his last visit to Wrigley Field. I don't know. We have never. We, you and I have never discussed Marty Brenneman. I don't know how you feel about him. Um, I think he is authentically a curmudgeon and authentically entertaining. Yes, yes. I I, I, love, I, I, find, I love the guy I, and I like Tom and I'm just I I like the whole family. I find I find Marty very endearing because he doesn't doesn't care what people think. He just kind of is what he is. Right. That's so he's he will be celebrating his final game, calling Reds games, 
And on Marty, you know, farewell Marty Day or whatever they're going to call that, yeah. they have a giveaway planned. This is one of the most inspired things I've ever seen. Okay. Would you care to make a guess about it, what they would be giving away? It is a Marty Brenneman speak and say, and you pull the cord, <laughs> you pull the cord, and he rips a different aspect of modern baseball. <sighs> no, this is even better. I felt good about that guess. I know. That's a really good line. What do you got? The giveaway is a transistor radio with batteries and a thin stringed earphone. <laughs> Kids, ask your parents what a transistor That's radio awesome. is with batteries. That's awesome. I love that. What a great idea. And it's in a box. It says Farewell Marty. His picture's on it. I love that idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Uh, a little later on today, Ohio State plays Miami of Ohio. Go Red Hawks. Do you know who Chuck Martin is? Chuck Martin. Not the sneakers. No. Okay. Chuck Martin's the coach of the Miami of Ohio. Okay. So I love this quote from this week about facing Ohio State. It's kind of like going to recess, and they have the first 85 picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's I very funny. That. That's uh, very funny. Hit and run tomorrow. You and? Uh, me and me. Um, Chris Kamka will be on. Uh, Mike Farron, who does Diamondbacks pre and post, but also is an MLB radio guy from Sirius. He'll be on the phone. And uh, Bernie Williams didn't happen last week. It's going to happen tomorrow. I was listening. Yeah. So it was Airport Troll. But he is. Bernie Williams is going to be on. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, there was much discussion in my Sunday Alta Cocker's breakfast group about Bernie and what he did and what was greater, playing with the Yankees, playing with Jeter, or playing with Springsteen. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's an interesting. If your life comes down to deciding what was cooler, mm-hmm. you played with Jeter. Sure, you played with. Era, the the greatest reliever of all time. You played with Posada. You played in the the glorious temple, the the legendary stadium, and you also played with Bruce Springsteen. When you think about <laughs> when, when you think about your life, who's the when you think, man, I did radio with blank, or I did TV with blank, or I wrote on the same staff. You know, sitting next to blank. Who are some of the giants that you think of? I, I, I have always looked at it as more in terms of I got to interview Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan. Oh, there you go. That's the way, it, professionally speaking, and it was not, and it was just, it was it was an honor, but the fact that they treated it, res, treated me respectfully, mm-hmm. which I'm not, you know, whether I deserved it or not, the fa- that always stands out because those two guys could have had reason to act like we've seen so many athletes act like, mm-hmm. and they didn't. They were perfect ambassadors for the sport. I know Michael always had time for me. Michael always seemed to, to even – the print media was something that he had regard for, and Wayne Gretzky had, had the time for every reporter, whether you were by yourself and he had no idea who you were or whether you were in a group – one of the greatest moments was at Christmas time. He goes back to Toronto as a member of the Kings, and he had a game out. The table hockey games, right? Those rod hockey games, yeah. Wayne Gretzky's rod hockey. Yeah, yeah. There's a big scrum in Toronto because that's the big, biggest city close to Brantford, his hometown. And he says, um, the voice from the back goes, Wayne, I bought my grandson one of your hockey games, and the, the rod broke. <laughs> Gretzky's head drops, and he goes, tell him I said they should give you a new one. 
<laughs> That's the word of way. There's your receipt. Wayne Gretzky said so. That should count. Yes. Yeah. So I'll ask you. You played with Bernie Williams. Uh, where does that rank? What would you? How would you answer your question? <clears throat> no, but what those two names? Um, Vetter. I mean, you know, yeah. playing a few different times with with Eddie Vetter. And what's interesting is as you're talking about the um, what a cool, you know, how how generous. Uh, of an athlete in terms of his duties, uh, Gretzky was, yes. or Jordan was. He was a wonderful ambassador's represent- representatives of their sport. Vetter was a phenomenally generous musician and like a terrific guy to rehearse with and then perform with. Was absolutely locked in with uh, with bandmates, regardless of status and accomplishment. Was, let's try and do this thing great, shall we? And really, he yeah. didn't. He never. He never. So you he zero exp- big timing. I was going to say you worried that he would play the. Do you know who? Do you know who I am? Card. Do you know who I think I am? <laughs> Which is even bigger than do you know who I am? <laughs> but he didn't play it. Not not even a little bit. Uh, the bottom of the hour is brought to you by Northwestern Football. Join Northwestern Football at Ryan Field this fall when the Wildcats, led by Big Ten Coach of the Year Pat Fitzgerald, host Ohio State, Iowa, Purdue, and Minnesota in Big Ten play. Single game tickets to see Chicago's Big Ten team are on sale now at nusports.com. And this segment is brought to you by Lakeside Bank. A checking account should be free and pay interest. Hard to find? Not at all. Come to Lakeside Bank and say the funny word. Kasasa! 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 Free checking. Great interest. Lakeside Bank. It's about time. So we were, you were, you were asking off the air about um, Tim McCarver. Does he travel? Because Cardinals in town. We're talking about hit and run. Yeah. I wasn't sure what you had planned. And your co-host might be i suggested paul and paul and uh dizzy and daffy dean oh it'd be nice to talk to those yes, guys yeah. would, you really have or, a story are thinking about, um, paul wainer and, and and lloyd wainer big poison the pirates poison. aren't in town right, right, the right. cardinals are so yeah. we're doing that and you asked about mccarver can we get red shane deanst zach book me's red shane deanst <laughs> or the raja get he gone he gone yeah so so we're 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 bringing those people those colors Callers in, uh, yeah. the, those names in. And uh, I suggest that he probably does broadcast, but not the road games. A guy who does not travel anymore while doing Lightning, Tampa Bay Lightning road games, is Phil Esposito, who is one of the worst trades the Blackhawks ever made. Mm-hmm. Went to the Bruins. And Phil was the, one of the founding president of the, uh, of the Lightning. And he does their home games. So he won't travel. They'll have a road analyst, and her name is Kaylee Chelios. Wow! Indeed, all the next question you ask, the answer is yes. Chris's daughter. She went to Medill. She has done TV. She has done um, digital reporting. Was she a player like, as well, or no? She not yet. Not, she, I, I, I that I don't know. She she is. Um, she will be the. She'll do the home. The home, the third reporter on the home games kind of thing, third voice, but she will be in the booth with with Dave Mishkin for Lightning Road Games. She will be the um, um, the Eddie Olchek. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Kaylee Chelios. I say graduate of Medill. So she's uh, and she's doing it for the Lightning. And I think what a great accomplishment. And she should she know about it. The only thing we don't know is. If she can give a two-hander across the back of the ankles like Dad does. 
Saw, he played dirty. Saw Dad yesterday sitting with his buddy John Cusack in row number one over there at Wrigley Field. Oh, really? Yep, just just in front, just in front of the visiting on deck circle, which wonder, is where they usually sit. I wonder if he would consider a one game comeback to play with the Lightning, so that his daughter could. Describe dad. Just do it in a road game. Dad's on the ice. I'm sorry, that Chelios guy is too slow. Get him off the ice. <laughs> the guy can't clear the puck. We'd rather have Seabrook instead of Chelios. Are you excited about the Blackhawks returning, by the way, Steve yes. Rosenblum? Yes, does, I am. does that get you going at can't this time of year? I, I have no, no use for training camp, whatever they're going to do. Right. Uh, I do. I look forward to them being better than. Last, I, I want hockey to. I enjoy hockey, anyways. I want it to be good. I want the Blackhawks to be good. There's much, much enthusiasm to be gained uh, when it is, and I want to see if if Stan Bowman got it right. Um, it happened before, yeah. And now you're at you're at the back end. You need whatever Taves and Kane, and I think they're going to play for a lot of years. I don't think they're going to fall off, but. A hockey player's best years are really like 25 to 29. It's not like a nor- they're baseball. And we've seen that, but Kane is in better shape. Taves committed himself. He had uh-huh. a great year. Um, I, I don't – You should Duncan be able to build Keith another – is not a number one defenseman, but somebody – Adam Boakvist has magic hands, at least so far. I'm really hoping. I want him to be – I want him to be that guy, those teams. Oh, well, then I want it for you. <laughs> I do. Thank you. You deserve no, happiness. You'll talk to me again. <laughs> Matt Spiegel will talk to you tomorrow at 9 o'clock on Hit and Run. It's true. Talking to us today is Mark Grody. Talk some bears. CJ Shanoff. I want him to be the organist for the Cubs, replacing Gary Pressman, as Tom DeRiesen called him. David Schuster was here. We did not tell him to go away the way Pat Hughes did. And uh, we want to thank Zach Withers and Sean Anderson Stifler for producing this show. Cubs baseball is next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Yes, wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.